0: Diamond Plaza's finest liquor store. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there it is. It says, unbelievable world beers, fine wines, and superior spirits. All right. Hi, are you open? Do you have uh, bumbu rum? Bumbu rum. I have no idea what that is.
1: Go and check the mm-hmm. bumbu rum. Now Yes, Look
2: at Street and turn left. Oh, you will see that yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. We
0: need <laughs> <laughs> The mysteri- mysterious, oh, <laughs> how about this shop? Yeah, oh, this is Yeah, OK. Hello. Hi. Oh. OK, I see. Do it's you see it? Product. Oh, that looks nice. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have this, bumburam? Rum? Mm. No Bumbu Rum. Is there another liquor shop in here besides those guys?
2: Have you checked here?
0: Yeah, we just did.
2: Yeah, we were to come to
0: What are these? This is Kenyan? I think so. Kenyan liquor. No, nope, Indian. Uh,
2: this rum is actually its very bad looking, but it's very tasty. Jamaican Hello. Express. OK. We are coming.
0: Rarely have I failed so completely, so quickly. <laughs> no, we just have <laughs> too much to do. No time. <laughs> no time to, yeah. for my The Great Bumbu search. So Joshua Obaga and I struck out at Diamond Plaza in Nairobi, looking for the bumbu rum that this week's guest had asked me to bring over. But Muthoni Ndonga, better known as Muthoni Drummer Queen, is not the type to leave things to chance. She smartly was in possession of her own remnant stash of bumbu, and we're just going to plow through that. That we are drinking it and talking in her Nairobi apartment just before she heads off to shoot yet another music video is, well, just a sign of the hustle. Muthoni is not just an entertainer and entrepreneur, but also, as she puts it, a cultural alchemist who takes various parts of the African and global cool zeitgeist and repackages it into a song or a show or a concert series or a video, whatever the moment calls for, as long as it is, in her words, grounded in dopeness. We recorded all of this here in the before-COVID times, but I remember distinctly how, in the middle of my nearly nonstop three years of travel, and what a world that was, I remember that Nairobi stood out. It moved me. The people, the food, the chewable narcotics, the tremendous vibrational energy of the streets, and that thing that Muthoni calls... A bias for doing. Nairobi gets it done. I was won over. When we all have gotten the jab and are ready to move around this planet again, come and get some Nairobi for yourself if you can. This is Nathan Thornburg and from Roads and Kingdoms, you're listening to The Trip Drinking with Exceptional People Around the World. Hey, there we are.
2: Yeah, there we are.
0: All right. And you sound good. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, it's,
0: and it's quiet and it's beautiful and it's Sunday and you've poured me this amazing <laughs> rum, which I want you to tell me a little bit about. But um, cheers. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. It's like a spiced, flavored. What is happening here? What's, what's <laughs> yeah. going on in my mouth here?
2: Yeah, it's like spicy and sweet. Yeah. Also, it's the first rum I ever drank that you could drink without like a mixer just straight just straight with some ice which um, is what we're doing here absolutely
0: and this is a Kenyan rum
2: it's not a Kenyan rum I no. wish it was no no oh. I actually think bumbu is I want to say American I could be very wrong oh yeah we should ask Google should we ask Google <laughs> should we ask Google, <laughs> we're, we're allowed
0: to do that on this yeah. show
2: bumbu b-u-m-b-u
0: I mean first off I could just say it again and again it makes a good feels good on the tongue you know bumbu <laughs> Boom boom rum. It sounds it sounds like um, like Afro Caribbean word or something. Yeah. All right. It is made from sugarcane, such as byproducts like molasses. Uh, wait, what are we talking about? This took me to the Wikipedia page for rum, which is like <laughs> that's very basic. Come on now. Come on now. Come on! I got to be better at googling. Um, <laughs> it is an exquisite,
2: mm-hmm.
0: all natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what we're talking about. Um, five gold medals in two years from the L.A. International Spirits Competition. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, we we're here. We're drinking it. We know it's good. <laughs> Tell me where it's from. Boom boom. Barbados. Voila. This is Bajan rum. Oh, I'm liking that. All right, <laughs> we were just talking about how I'm. Uh, I'm from the islands, and yeah. and there, here you are serving me some island rum. All right. that's good, no? Oh, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that explains my utter failure to find it in stores. <laughs> this, is, this is a special import. and uh, Yeah,
2: it is a special import. The, there's a company that brings it into Nairobi. My friend runs some marketing experiential stuff. Oh, yeah. So he's the one who gave it to me. So oh. I actually buy it off of him.
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, what the terrible thing is, of course, is my failure at two different liquor stores to get a bottle of Mamu means that we are killing your bottle.
2: Which <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> I just
0: feel like it's a party foul on on a Sunday come into this woman's home and drink her last bumbo rum. No, it's cool. I'm All sure right. I can
2: get some more. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I, I wish you luck in that. This is a uh, this is an excellent rum. Uh,
2: cool.
0: So, um, so we have you here, I it's funny because I've been talking to people about who, you know, everybody's like, "All right, well, who are you talking to in Nairobi?" And no matter who I'm talking to, whether it's the, you know, LGBT activist or the cook or the writer, everybody's very fired up that I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, (laughs) Muthani. So what, so let's start there. Like, what, what, what are you doing to these people? Why, what's, explain what I've been experiencing when, when using your name around town.
2: (laughs) Maybe (laughs) that's funny. Um, I wonder, maybe it's because, um, my work, um, this our work with the festivals, with the music, it intersects, it's an intersection point for so many different people, yeah. so many groups of creatives and just humans at large. So I'm not necessarily surprised that people are like, oh, you're talking to Badani, because, yeah, I think because of the work that we do, I just kind of end up knowing.
0: You're in a lot of communities.
2: Yeah, i mean, in a lot of spaces, I know a lot of people.
0: How would you describe the work that you do?
2: Um, if I had to I think my work is cultural alchemy. Yeah, so my thing is to take culture ideas and just kinda of throw them into a into a pot and make a kind of uh I don't know, stew, stew, yeah. sauce kind of um and finding the right things and pairing the right p- people, right ideas, right opportunities. Um being able to know what's cool, what's authentic, yeah. what's popping, what's culture.
0: And is that like a, is that a moment to moment thing? Like you, you feel like, okay, this is what Nairobi needs right now. Or is this, this is what the moment is now and that, and that kind of like, and then you reinvent it and kind of mm. work, work a different thing six months later.
2: Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I think it's knowing what is needed. And then doing the work to yeah. make, you know, good vibes and access to music and the arts at
0: yeah. large. But well, that's funny because in this whole description, that's the first time you said music. right? <laughs> I mean, you are the drummer queen, <laughs> but there's all of this other stuff that you yeah. put first when you think about what you're doing. Yeah,
2: I think for me, the, um, the music is, is personal expression um but it's also a means right the music allows me to be in spaces in people's minds in people's homes in people's like headspace and it helps me compose an audience right the people who are attracted to the music that i make um come and so we're able sort of to co-create this uh can i say community yeah. With one another.
0: Yeah, you could say community. <laughs> so it's like your song is a plaza. Like you've just like put yeah. it out there, and you yeah. you get a sense of the kind of people who are going to fill that Absolutely. plaza.
2: Absolutely, the ones who gravitate to it. And then there's people who don't necessarily care about the music, but they like the idea of a person who is creating. Mm. So whether I'm creating music or creating festivals or creating experiences, so I think that there's some people who are um, interested in me because of you know the. I have a bias for doing, so my doingness. <laughs>
0: oh my God, that is an amazing phrase. I would, what a what a what a, a thing to aspire to to have a bias for doing, right? No, that's true because I, I definitely I've gone through periods in my life where I had a bias for couches or something, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and then there are other times you we were feeling it, um, yeah. but to to stay on top of that, um, and that's interesting because it's really Nairobi feels to me, and I'm sure this is. In part, because of you know the channels that I came into here, but it feels like a small creative town where people generally know each other yeah. and it 's generally connected. Um, how do you reach outside of that class uh, I mean obviously you're making you 're making art and you're making you know you 're making things that inspire people who think hard about creativity but um what's what are your like mass appeal goals and and is that even something that you think about
2: hmm. When you say mass appeal goals, what do you mean? It's
0: just like, just becoming, you know, like a a a musician who resonates, you know, yeah. all around the country, yeah. all around the continent, I yeah. don't, you know, yeah. outside of the continent, yeah. like
2: yeah. So I like to think of <laughs> myself as a as a as an international African. So. um I travel a lot for music I see things I have uh friends or acquaintances from many places in the world and I think that I have an above average uh, understanding of you know cultural nuances and differences and all the stuff that happens when you're curious when traveling um, but I am an african i I'm, I'm I'm concerned with the development of Africa Africa for Africans I think African leadership african enterprise african cultural icons so uh my mass appeal i would the music that i make i think of it as like global cool global cool (laughs) it's just like some cool shit that could that just resonates globally that you know it's grounded in it's grounded in in dopeness (laughs)
0: Oh man, you were just dropping. Action. I can. I'm. I'm starting to see it now, but from the bias for doing and being grounded in dopeness, I feel like you. You are like a, a slogan machine. I know. I'm know, i so like, sorry,
2: and they're not the best slogans. They're either.
0: amazing. I'm like ready. I'm ready to go. I, I. don't know how I can become an international African, but I am fired up to do it. Uh, you're
2: fired up to being global cool. I think you're probably okay. are.
0: All right. All right. We'll. We'll. Uh, we'll. We'll stick to that aspiration. Um, <laughs> But that's, right. And, you know, it's interesting because that's got to be, uh, I mean, this is something that we obviously know a lot about in the, the States. Like our culture, I mean, huge parts of our culture, you know, extending now into television and Hollywood, it's, it's all African-American. I mean, that's yeah. the base for it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to think about you coming, you know, from Africa into those spaces, into Europe, which, you know, has its own kind of Afro-European culture. Like what? What is that interaction like? How do you how do you contribute? What's what's the, uh, you know, what's the message when you collaborate with like African American or Afro European artists? Mm. How does that like?
2: Yeah. So I think, for, for me, it's become increasingly important that there is a, can I say like a sonic signature, stuff in the music that is abundantly clear, that is not from say, European culture yeah. or American culture, I think that that's really important because it makes people curious about like, what is that? And where is it from? And we can, you know, have a nice conversation about Kenya, right? right? And to be like, yeah, there's no such thing as an African sound. There's,
0: there's very specific sounds.
2: Very many African yeah. specific sounds. Yeah. So, so I think that's becoming more and more important for me. Um, Now, with the collaborations that we're aspiring to get, I think... It's going to be even more crucial. I think that there is a clear, um, can I say, understanding that there's like a mother sound almost in, in the thing, right, that is very primal and very home (laughs) that's from here. Mm. Um, And I think that the cool thing is we already have with the music we made, we've made like sometimes small references or small experimentations with different sounds from Kenya and it's always worked, but we haven't necessarily leaned in all the way with that. I'd like to in the new project that we're working on now, there's, you know, a more consciousness around drawing from that specific root. And what is um, what
0: is like the Kenyan sound?
2: There is no such thing. OK,
0: uh, <laughs> how, how, how granular do we have to go? Is it like a, a West Nairobi, East Nairobi no. sound? Is it So
2: a... I think so. What happened, um, Kenya, Kenya was invented by colonialists in like 1895. Right. This didn't exist. This was just like a bunch of communities, nation states, everybody with their own language and their own sort of cultural vibes and music. And then the British came and said, okay, now you guys are one, right? Great. Um, so interrupting yeah. <laughs> what would have been the natural evolution.
0: Right, and dividing um, the Luo right yeah, in half and, exactly. right. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. the
2: Maasai and mm. the Somali. And, so then having all these people mushed up as one um, and then taking uh, Kiswahili and saying, there is this now national identity which there is this Kenya and this language that everybody speaks, you know, which is cool. Kiswahili was invented by like Bantu's on the coast with their interaction with the Arabs over many many years. So it's quite cool because it's I would say it's a uh, it's the first <laughs> remix language. Yeah,
0: well, somebody we were getting to a description of like a slightly evil Esperanto because it's like slave trade kind of made it happen, yeah. you know, between Arabs and the and yeah. the Bantu on the coast, yeah. but. But it is, right, it's like this very global language yeah. almost.
2: And um, so then there's that one sense of identity, which is at that, this kind of national uh, level. Everybody speaks sort of this language. And and, and it, because it is nothing, it is everything. Does that make any sense? Right. It's, it, it doesn't yeah. draw from any sort of ethnic root. It's literally just like an invented ideology. There's this one language that makes everybody the same because everybody is the same. And now we are one.
0: If you're going to be stuck inside these borders, that's probably (laughs) a good thing to have.
2: So it's at that level. And then maybe it's built on like some national values, right? We value X, Y, Z. So that's one level of Kenya. And then you have the other level of Kenya, which is very um, uh, ethnic, very fragmented. Everybody has their ethnic root and everybody has their language and everybody has their own kind of music. So I'd say the national... The, because the identities are always at this sort of two levels. The sound always, the sonically, it's also at like two levels. At the national language, almost all Kenyans understand this sound called benga.
0: Yeah, I've seen the big like benga retrospective billboards <laughs> on the highway yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, everybody understands benga, rumba in, in one way or another. Because that music sort of really played at that level. Uh, and that's also the level where there's a lot of Western influence. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have the ethnic level where it's like really, there is like, the ethnic level has like ethnic pop, which picks elements of Roomba or Benga. Yeah. And then you just have like ethnic music, traditional music from the different communities. Yeah,
0: which so is about instrumentation and rhythm. Instrumentation, rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. Um,
2: um, sometimes it's also like um, the key, the scale. Yeah. There's different scales in different communities. So this kind of like ethnic root music. Yeah. So I think if you were to try and say what could be a Kenyan sound, I think you would either have to draw from the ethnic root, pick an ethnic root and then like add your layers, Mm. or find a way to make Roomba benga, then add your layers, right? These are kind of the only two ways we can have. And so we don't necessarily have a Kenyan sound.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code program.
0: So when you're talking about this new project, and mm-hmm. what, what is it? Are you allowed to talk about it?
1: Yeah,
2: it's a, it's a new album that we're working on. We okay. went into residency in February and did the first part, and we're looking to finalize a project by August. So what uh, I did is I worked with uh, a bunch of traditional instrumentalists. Oh, no So shit. I could okay. get like, a lot of different ethnic roots, music. So you're from, taking
0: route 1. Uh yeah, yeah. so like
2: low, a little lower music, lua, lua music, coastal drums and like really finding that and then saying how do we add some layers on top of this cuz I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um and it doesn't always succeed, right? Sometimes like based on pattern, it doesn't always necessarily succeed. Yeah. But I think we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you would know. You're right in the middle of it. You're close to the end, huh?
2: Yeah. We're, we're close to the end. Now we need a bunch of hits more. We have like two hits on the project, and we need like three more. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's, the, that's the limit. You need. I, if I get five hits, then, yeah, I, then I'll be ready. If get five hits
2: in the project, I think it's going to be quite cool. <laughs>
0: uh, it's so fascinating, though, knowing you know, knowing that Kenya is a thing that was kind of put you know put on you, um, and yet your job, you know, you're seeing part of your project as as a um, as, as sort of defining Kenyan music or like having Kenyan influence in your... It's like it, it does put everybody here in this odd position of defending something they never asked for in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is long ago, but it's also not long ago, right? I yeah. mean, you, everybody's still, just like we in the States, like we're still living with the repercussions of yeah. you know all of our different colonialisms. Uh, and it's interesting to have to do the hard work of building a national identity in your music yeah
2: Um, i'd like to try i mean i don't know that i'm going to really succeed but i think the principle has been established and there's a real curiosity i work with these two swiss producers and for them um this has been really challenging like okay find that and use that as a base you know and getting used to that and yeah. what it can then you know produce. well those
0: those motherfuckers speak a different language in every valley so <laughs> yeah. the swiss you know of all the europeans yes. i would <laughs> guess the swiss might have some sort of sense of yeah. like okay yeah. this is the urdi canton sound and um sorry i shouldn't call them motherfuckers <laughs> the swiss. lovely people pretty neutral but but lovely
2: otherwise pretty neutral uh-huh. people yeah so
0: so you brought them in to, so, yeah, to help. Brought, yeah. yeah,
2: to see if we can make something together. And not all of that is going to be, I mean, like you have music like, because some of our music has real rooting in like dance or reggae. Mm. Um, those are just like, in my view, we've internalized reggae so much in this side of the world. It doesn't even feel um, in any way foreign. It feels yeah. almost, you know. It's very instinctive. We really like reggae on this side of the world.
0: I we had a game at the at Dago's last mm. night of oh, cool. Count the Marleys. <laughs> there are so many Marleys there are so on the many. wall. <laughs> it's just like a thousand Marleys. And then they have a picture of Marley that's just yeah. a mosaic of little tiny pictures of Marley. So you really get into the thousands, you know. Um, but yeah, so I and you know, that's also I'd spent a lot of time in Cuba and uh, you know, I'd done stuff with people like DJ Higwe or Kelvis Ochoa, people mm. who are like very you know you know kelvis plays this suku music which is like just as african as you can get kind mm. of on the isle of pines and dj higwe is like very into afrofuturism and mm. and it's really interesting to see because you know i think although they've spent some time in different parts of africa it's still it's still sort of an undifferentiated afro-cuban sound and mm. it's not like mm. it's not like kenyan like suku mm. is you know I think that the the most they can say is like, well, this is kind of like a West African sound, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. which is. um, So there's that kind of trade in both directions Mm. that favors messiness, Mm -hmm. you know, and favors kind of uh, mixture, criollo, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like that mixing thing. Um, But but again, it's such a value like that. I imagine if if as you are saying as an international African, you were kind of saying well here's a very specific context and mm-hmm. music at a very high level that this mm-hmm. is Kenyan
1: mm-hmm. and now
0: you can you know put that you know remix that or like put it into your hip-hop beats or like mm-hmm. figure out ways to work mm-hmm. with it in so mm-hmm. you'll know that this is Kenyan and not just like afro yeah something.
2: and and for me that's good. that's really that's really the bane of my existence now it's I really I really want to have global international commercial success Mm. And I want it to be very clear when you hear it. I want there to be like a, oh, where is that from? Yeah. Um. And I want to be able to say yeah, that's Kenya. And yeah. because I think just sonically, that's not an idea that has necessarily been represented at that level. Right. Um. And I recognize it's an experiment, and by no means am I going to be the one who is able to speak definitively on behalf of <laughs> every Kenyan who has ever lived. <laughs> I it's a, I recognize. It's a big role. <laughs> I recognize this is a. This is not where I'm going to meet my success.
0: <laughs> but I get it. I mean, you mm. know, here we are having Googled our Boom, boom Rum mm. and finding out that it's from Barbados. <laughs> yeah. You know who else is from Barbados? Correct. It's Rihanna, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, who knows that in the states? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do, and you know, I, I i was down there a couple years ago, and obviously they love her. Like, yeah. you know, as as she's this incredible star. But uh, but there is a sense of like, on the flip side, on the American side, they don't people couldn't tell you where she, they think she's from Houston, you know? (laughs) Right? I mean, and it's kind of like, I wonder, I don't know if there's anything she can do about that. It's not like she's playing, you know, Bajan traditional music. No. Um, But there is like, yeah, that's right. That's a different flavor of success where people recognize like, oh shit, Kenya is the hotness, right?
2: Yeah. And I wonder, because you know, you have people like Fela who introduced literally a sound, right? So Afrobeat is Fela. Um, And then, you know, then you have, like, the follow-ups and say, King Saniade. And you have just sort of this really developed um, sound that is so hyper-specific to that time. And it's so rich, it's been able to create enough room for them the Afrobeats movement that mm. has come, you know. And it would be really... I'd be very happy if in, you know, in this, my lifetime, soon, I was able to progress the conversation enough that... Um, more and more Kenyan, you know, producers or whatever could like look into the idea of what could be this thing, you yeah. know, this whatever it is, this Kenyan whatever. What is it? Um,
0: is that, that a is that a question of self belief or is it a question of the outside world believing in you, like, or is it both?
2: I think it's. Um, I think that. Because the question has been asked so many times, right? And I guess for us, we we've become content with the idea that there is no such a thing as the Kenyan. If it's a Kenyan who's made it, it's a Kenyan So I firmly believe in this idea. By the way, um, I uh, also of what? believe that if, it, if a Kenyan made it, then it's Kenyan. Right. Okay. Right, and not needing to have like any further qualification. Right. So if what is a Kenyan sound, whatever Kenyan musicians are making, (laughs) that is a Kenyan sound. God bless you. That's great. Yeah.
0: Right. No, that's a totally that's a legitimate way of also taking some of the pressure off of representing and some like platonic ideal of Kenyanness in everything you do.
2: Exactly. And I think that there is much to be gained by the fact that, in fact, we don't really have anything because it always leaves the room for interpretation and, you know, what could happen. So my personal wanting to go down this direction, I think, is for me to be able to contribute an idea to the table about what it could be. And then, you know, if it sticks, if it makes people feel more um, interested in their Kenyaness and, like, more curious about their Kenyaness, then I think it's already made half the job. The other half would be then to create a big enough curiosity that other artists, peers or, or older or younger are uh, willing to like listen and either challenge the concept of brought to the table or add a layer of interpretation, mm. right? Then we start to see like, I don't know, 20, 30 years from now, this kind of thing forming. And and you see it all the time, like ATL had Crunk, like we woke up one day and found this thing called Crunk, right? DC right. had go go for years. Um... So I think it's completely... It's doable. I think it's doable. Yeah. Um, but I'm not trying to be the one who's like, this is now Kenyan. No, it, it'll never... The experiment will never end for as long as we're still asking what it, does it mean to be Kenyan and what is Kenya. I don't think that the sonic expression will end. And then also, I don't think that it can. We have 42, at least, ethnic communities. So even if you are only like taking from... <laughs> An album would probably have like 12, 13 songs.
0: You know, I, I I believe I probably would not want to listen to this album that has forty-two no. different uh, distinct so, musical styles. Exactly. So um, I guess
2: there's they space this. You know, this space for experimentation.
0: Um. Right. Especially now that Indian Kenyans are the forty-fourth tribe or something. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. You'd have to then include a lot of like you know bhangra music or you yeah. know like who knows how far afield you'd have yeah. to go to be like. Totally inclusive, <laughs> um, but I like that idea. Essentially, you know, looking back in history, finding that there were moments, whether it's from Motown or yeah. you know, Crunk or whatever, where it's like it's it's not just one artist, but it's like a lot of people in conversation, exactly. who suddenly, as you know, as a group, are like kind of rolling down the hill and and are then identifiable as as a as a thing as yeah. a sound. Yeah. Um, so it's not your it's not your burden alone. No. Um, but you're out there like trying to be one part of at the catalyst, I guess. Yeah. How do you view the process of videos? Because I, I think a couple, like a couple of guys who were working at the hotel where I was staying were like, oh, the videos. <laughs> like really excited about yeah. that part of you, which I always, I always find interesting because I find it's such a different, um, I mean, they're now kind of like you have to do both and you have to do both really well yeah. as, a, as a musical artist. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, do you, how do you look at like moving pictures as, as part, of, part of your creative output?
2: Yeah. So for me, quite honestly, I didn't listen to music growing up. I watched music growing Mm. up. We didn't really have like a a a big radio system. My parents were moderately into music, so we didn't have like records on records. I mean, my dad had like a bunch of records, but it wasn't like I'd say he liked music. Averagely, the way an average person likes music. Don't
1: don't overdo it now. (laughs) No, just
2: a moderation. Um. So we ended up watching TV. Yeah. And on the TV, there would be like some American music shows. So we watched music videos. Right. And so from quite young, in my mind, it's almost like music and music videos have almost always been intertwined.
0: Right. Fascinating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so music videos, I think for me, are an excellent opportunity to add a layer of understanding to... To a song, yeah, and to just like bring a level of uh, I want to say people see and then they believe, right? Even if they hear and it's good, yeah. now we see. I also just like the way music consumers are it's like you hear a song and then you go straight onto you know, you, you hear it, let's say on Spotify, or whatever, and then you go straight to YouTube, right? To look for the videos, and they want to see like what is the yeah, what is what the world that like? I just heard, exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, right. and maybe
0: that way you can get all 42 uh, ethnic groups on the screen at one point you <laughs> know swear. they don't have to do anything it's just no. be like a big we are the world uh uh set up yeah yeah
2: um, all the Kenyans. <laughs> uh,
0: so how do you i mean when you shoot uh videos do you like do you take control of the direction or is, for you is it very much about collaborating like knowing that this video artist or this cinematographer yeah. has some vibe that you really like
2: yeah i think more more that um mm. When I have been the director myself, I haven't been met with the most amount of success. I think I'm too literal. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I think I'm too literal. Well,
1: that's interesting. So as, I, as the lyrics go, you're yeah, like kind of framing literal. the scene.
2: Yeah, I'm too literal with the way I see it. So I don't think I'm like, I have good ideas. I have like thoughts. I think that it should be whatever. I can contribute like overall thoughts, but like the putting together of it. I've really learned that it's much better to trust a cinematographer photographer that yeah. you love, who you know their work is solid, yeah. to do it. And then you'll end up with what you wanted to see. I
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, it's I don't not know.
2: my natural language, actually. Videos is. I know a good one when I see it. Yeah. It's yeah. like art, no? But it's not necessarily my natural language, right? But what is cool is when the director makes space to f- to listen to your like vision about what it was and what's important for you and what takes, and then they can take that and flesh that out into yeah. something. Yeah.
0: So you're a you're a producer. That's the that's yeah. kind of the the role. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah somehow we fell into doing production uh, with Bourdain, and like, you know, it's amazing to just be able to speak something into existence and then have really talented people just like kind of go out there and do it and do it yeah. in ways that you didn't even think about and then you know and then you get to be attached to it and it's really like it just feels like multiplication not addition absolutely and that's that's a wonderful uh yeah it's a wonderful place to be especially if you like you know I'm just lacking these 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 technical you know awesomenesses that uh yeah. that a lot of these shooters have yeah um so you're shooting a video uh, Actually, soon?
2: Yeah, now. In now, fact. yeah, we, we were shooting all of yesterday, and uh, like in a couple of minutes, we're going to continue shooting. Uh, that's
0: right. That's uh, that's your 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 next call. So what uh, what's what's the vibe? What's what are you uh, what are you shooting in? Yeah, it's for the album that's coming out. It's
2: for the album that's coming out. This is for one, one of, of your two yeah, hits. One of the two hits, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's panicking because they're like we need at least four more. Because uh, wait, you just said it was at least two. three more. Yeah, but... I'm uh, raising the number. Know, because, you know, you always need one for just in case something, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a spare hit lying around. Yeah, you around. just need,
2: like, a spare hit. You know, you, you just have to be prepared for when Will.i.am is like, cool, can I work on something? <laughs> you have to be ready with something that he can listen to immediately and be like, cool.
0: Yeah, that's a hit. That's can a I hit. put
2: this out? <laughs> yeah, got you. All
0: right, keep that in your pocket. Uh, so where are you shooting? What are you shooting for so, this? So
2: um, today we're shooting in a, in a, in a place about, like an hour's drive out. Um we did a bit yesterday at the Railways Museum and um on the rooftop and the idea the song it, it's called African Fever, I think. Okay. That's the working title. All right,
0: all right. We'll we'll see where it lands. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it.
2: Yeah. And I think it's it's uh it's just about um this I say in the song like the things that used to we used to dream about like being able to play to like huge audiences, having music that is being heard, having hits now—that's like everyday reality, right? And if you know, and I, I guess that's—it's a sense of fulfillment. Um, taking taking the minute to be like, oh, this is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing that we we working for for many years. It is now at the point where it's starting to come through, right? The beginning of the of the manifestation, and right. that feels good. And I think the thing is, we spend a lot of time always like chasing or searching or having goals, trying to meet goals, etc. And I don't, I at least for me, I don't often stop to be like, oh, let's just kind of savor this this Moment right here,
0: you, you have a bias for doing, not a bias for savoring. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs>
0: but but no, I so get this it. This
2: is one of those, uh,
0: but that's interesting too because, at least in the working title, it's African fever, it's not Muthoni fever. No, <laughs> right? You're not like, damn, I made it, I... aren't I amazing? <laughs> no, but it's, it's a... more like this yeah. is something that we can speak into existence, like yeah. all of our dreams. And,
2: and I think that's actually what's happening now for a lot of like really cool Africans, right? Across the board, um, fashion designers, architects, uh producers of music, of movies, DJs. It's really cool to see the rise and rise of the international African people who are just like having this really global careers but are continental africans they live here they work here and the perspective that they take out into the world you know is very is very african even if you know africa is not a country <laughs> there evidence. are some things that as yeah. africans we can agree are pretty african <laughs> right
0: right that's right that's fascinating because i think we you know In general, there's conversations about the African century Mm. to come, you Mm. know, like there's the I I mean, demographically and Mm -hmm. so on. You can there's plenty of reason for feeling like it'll just be a bigger and bigger and player, especially, you know, after it gets over the tremendous hangover that. uh I, I should say my my kind have left on this continent right so yeah I mean it's like it it uh, I mean we see it everywhere like that doesn't that doesn't go away in a day but I think in talking about it uh, even people who are believers are always looking for those signs you know those like signs that okay it's actually happening it's time that it's ready and it's hard to know because you're kind of talking about a zeitgeist and like what is cool and like how what percentage of that DNA then comes from you know, Africa is a continent, so it's, it, yeah, I, it does, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm in Africa right now. I'm really feeling this, though, so, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's true in the States, too. There's just, like, I think it's actually happening. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know if that's wishful thinking or or what, but it feels that it way. It feels
2: that way. I think, at least, I'd say the, the part where, you know, there's a question, I think there's a question about what the individual can do. And so to the extent that the individual's effort and so it's really cool to see the momentum of the individual effort and how far um, Africans are getting just based on the individual effort, right? Like you said, in sports or in music or in film or in fashion, you can see the effort of the individual and how far it's going. I think that it's definitely not going to be enough if there's no institutional changes. There has to also be structural change to allow.
0: Yeah. Well, and until... To
2: to facilitate, really, right? Because so...
0: I think until black Africans have the right to fail upward, like white white people. Absolutely. You know, like if it has to be like an extraordinary effort from an extraordinary individual every time somebody kind of breaks through, yeah. well, that's not fair because you know, speaking from a uh, personal experience I don't you know I don't want to call myself out but like there's just a different there's a different um, set of expectations and levels and the the you know the the highs and the lows are just calibrated differently for yeah for non-black people I mean that's just yeah. that's just the how the world is set yeah. up right now and yeah. maybe it's changing I mean that's yeah. But that's the thing that has to.
2: I don't think it's changing yet. But I think that there's enough, I think that there's enough noise, that there's already like acknowledgement. There's a lot more people who are now like, oh shit, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Um we're finally talking about like exceptionalism and it's like oh, okay so we don't you know why do why do we have to be exceptional to get right. exactly the same things that right. other people who are pretty average get yeah so i think that because there's an increase in awareness of that there is going there is starting to be i think a new way of thinking i don't know that that way of thinking is at any structural level i mean like yesterday for example it's, it's I'm gonna say a, a simple stupid example we were shooting one of the scenes of the video at the rooftop of a building and we these guys they make like some really cool jackets they're called Nairobi apparel and they have like a tattoo parlor so we were shooting there earlier and then we went onto the rooftop and we had the permission from like the caretaker to like use the rooftop and this guy who's also on the rooftop comes out and sees this like young people on the rooftop and they look good and there's like a guy who's like trying to set up for a music video and immediately he went into like who allowed you to shoot here why you should you people are here making millions why aren't we being paid i should have been paid for this and i just felt so sad for this guy it's like you're already just like I don't know. I want to say if there was ever a thing like African culture, he was already like on the wrong side of that. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. You know,
2: as an older person talking to younger people about like him getting paid for things. Right. Like, this is, and then that you would be upset that we are making millions as young people. You would think that that would be the thing to be like this is dope, or you guys are shooting a video that's kind of cool, what else do you need? You would think that that's the thing that would be happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of the crab pot syndrome too, where it's like just kind of always trying to claw down. To claw down. But I
2: really felt extremely sad because to me, I was like, that's a generational thing. That the generation of Kenyans and, you know, in many other places, people feel this, uh, many other parts of Africa, but the generation above us, is so linear in their thinking and and so small, but they're the ones who have all sort of can I say like they're the ones in policy and in yeah. government and in like the, in at least political leadership uh, yeah. and a lot of corporate leadership as well. And so,
0: I mean not to excuse them, but they've been through some shit.
2: I get that, <laughs> yeah. right? Which but. is why you would think that they would want it to be easier and better and right. faster for the for the next generation
0: what is wrong with humans because it's true it's like you know it's like those cycles of abuse you know where people yeah. are kind of like yeah this happened to me
2: yeah
0: let it happen to these guys yeah. too yeah. Uh, i'm sorry to, i mean i'm sorry that happened because that's also that's a moment when you want to be like bright and up and like really feeling yeah. african fever right this yeah. is not a time to be brought no, down by no but yeah. a guy who's
2: who's who's mad that we're being creative yeah and I, I, I had i just wanted to ask him so many things like would you would you have rather that we were all like draggies in a corner like if it assume your worst case scenario whatever your worst case scenario is your worst case scenario is with a bunch of young people who are making millions like Right. Why, why is that? Why Young is,
0: people today—they're so successful. Yeah, exactly. It makes me mad.
2: And and that's how we feel all the yeah. time. And that's what I'm saying. You know, right now, all the rise and rise of you know the international African is really because of the 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 individual effort and the the kindness of strangers, right? But mm-hmm. it's not yet at a structural level. There's no governments here who are like, right? Maybe with the exception of Rwanda, I would say mm-hmm. there isn't. Really, any leadership on this continent? Ah, and uh, Sierra Leone, the president of Sierra Leone, yeah. is super cool.
0: In another way, I guess the response to somebody trying to bring your shoot down and and uh, and in the process has got to be like. All right. Well, this is exactly why I need to make this song. Yeah. Right? Exactly why it's got to be a hit, and I need yeah. another four. Is like, absolutely. There's a message that needs to be heard. So I'm gonna let you go, <laughs> and go shoot the rest of this video, and 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 do the things that you were put on this earth to do. I cannot thank you enough <laughs> for the boom boom rum. Thanks. Uh, and uh, for the time. Thank yeah, you, Mathoni, sure. drummer queen. <laughs> absolutely. The Trip from Roads and Kingdoms is hosted by me, Nathan Thornburg. Emily Marinoff was our producer on this episode. Taffy Mokignazzi, our consulting producer. Alexa Van Sickle is our editor. Music by Dan the Automator. Episode illustration by Daisy D. Show artwork by Adele Rodriguez. Executive producers are me and Matt Goulding, also of Roads and Kingdoms. Next week, Fortified Wines, Tiny Grilled Fish, and one last song of a past summer from Porto, the second largest city in Portugal. I'm starting there with my old friend, the photojournalist Eduardo Leal, who grew up in Porto and wound up covering the whole world in war and at peace. I can't wait to see him again. and not wait to have you along for the ride. We will meet you there.